Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We glorify you and we thank you at this hour. We worship you, Lord. We acknowledge the glory of your government, your majesty, your glory, your power. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for shepherding us. And thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you because you never fail. Thank you because as men who trust in you are like Mount Zion. We honor you from the depth of our hearts. We acknowledge all the good things you've been to us. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the light of your word. Thank you for the glory of your kingdom. And even as by your wisdom you've gathered us again today, precious Father, we know that you are still working in us, perfecting everything in Christ in us, to bring us to that maturity where we shall have all it takes to stand before you. And so we pray at this hour. Let the windows of heaven be open. Pour out your grace afresh upon us. As many who have come today, they will be led into the realms of light. You led into the realms of grace, strength, and wisdom of God. And that we are permitted to come the way we are, but we are not permitted to go the same way. Thank you because we know great and greater things are going to happen. In the chambers of our spirit, that will orchestrate a change that we require in the physical. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Is the Lord doing something in your life? I'm asking a question. Is the Lord doing something in your life? What and what has he done? Mm, the gift of life. There's more to what he's doing than just the gift of life. <laughs> there is more that he's doing more than just the gift of life. What is the Lord doing in your life now? What is the Holy Spirit doing with you? What? These are the things that the Holy Spirit has been articulating for us for some time now. I want to believe in my heart that each time the Holy Spirit lays something in our hearts by virtue of discernment and by taking a, taking a bolder step to become disciples who want to be taught by God and tutored by the Holy Spirit that whatever He commits to us by virtue of His wisdom by virtue of the knowledge in the revelation of him that we cherish it and we, shall, we will know it and we engage it in our lives so what have you been doing what is the Holy Spirit doing in your life now are you conscious of what he's doing you are supposed to be conscious you are supposed to be conscious hmm? you are supposed to be conscious the, to the degree to which you allow yourself to be conscious of what the Holy Spirit is doing 
goes a long way to actually determine your ranking in the spirit. Just as you were conscious when you were in primary school, you were conscious when you were in the university, when you passed out, you were very conscious of what has happened, and then you knew that you were out of school, and now you are now in the labor market. You see, at that point, you are not moving, you are not walking around like a student. You are going around as one who is qualified to be employed in the area where you have been trained. And so you want to prove to everybody around you that you are what? Employable. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Likewise too, in the journey with the Lord, through the agency of His Spirit, you will know where you are. You should be able to know what the Holy Spirit has committed to you, what He has taught you, what He has revealed to you, as it has been crystallized in your soul, and that gives you an identity, just like one who has just finished school, and now has an identity of what? One seeking for a job, and so you are viable for the labor market. If you don't have a, a, a glimpse of this, then it will be very difficult for you. That means you have not even known yourself. You've got to study what the Holy Spirit commits to you, the way you study your books. The books that made you to become who you are in your area of specialization today. So you can come out and say, I'm a medical doctor, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Likewise too, you should be able to at the point in your life, say, I know that I'm this because I've been taught by the Holy Spirit in this area. And the beauty of it is that wherever the Holy Spirit, you know, which area the Holy Spirit teaches you and commits to you knowledge, wisdom, in the revelation of Him, that, uh, that area that you have been impacted knowledge-wise gives you authority in that area. Based on what and what has been committed to you as a result of the word of God that you have come to know, through the points you have written, you can decree them as preceding word into circumstances consistently until the word you speak is able to establish dominion over the circumstance and situation that confronts you. Praise the Lord. So for more than two months now, the Holy Spirit has been teaching us. What was the last one he taught us last Saturday? I will always ask. Okay, let me just do a little... This is there with yourself. How many of you, after the last Saturday teaching, you went back home, you took that note you were making here, you went to it again and tried to look at it, and try to make it your own. How many? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Last Saturday. I mean for last Saturday. Last Saturday. Only you. <laughs> okay, how many of you were here last Saturday? Let me see. So you see, you cannot make progress like that. It will be a foolhardy to expect a change when you don't want to help yourself. You know, I say this all the time. You have to break that chain. 
You have to break that chain. It doesn't worth it at all. The Bible doesn't say my people die for lack of prayers. No. It is my people die for lack of going to church. It says my people die or perish for what? For lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? This is I'm teaching you. You may think it doesn't matter. But you don't know what this knowledge is doing in your spirit man. And how it has capacity to begin to change your physical circumstances. Christians just believe that God will not do things from heaven without their participation. No, you are getting it wrong. Even when the people of Israel you know, cry to God, the Bible says they cried to God in their distress. And the Bible says, and the Lord sent his word to heal them and to deliver them from destruction. So that even the expectation they were having for that healing they wanted, the deliverance they wanted, came through the agency of his word. Just imagine if the prophet said did not, were not people who listen to God's word and understand what he's saying. They will secure themselves out of God's healing and God's word deliverance. So it is the word of God they have allowed to really become part of you. That knowledge that you receive, that communicates to you a different wisdom that is above the wisdom of this world, and your spirit will feed on it. On account of feeding on it, it produces the energy that eyes cannot see, hand cannot touch. That energy is what enters into your spiritual realm and begins to shake things to come and manifest what God has said to you. You want things to change? And you're just sitting there? No. No. Help yourself. Help yourself. When God commits to you some of these precious words, go back home. Don't be too busy. Don't be too tired. Don't be too nonchalant. Not to go through them and then see again how your spirit man can feed on these things until they are no longer in your book. Now they are living in your spirit man. When God's word now finally sets into your spirit, that's when the Holy Spirit can actually even work in your life. Did we catch that? Did you catch that? Praise the Lord. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Help yourself. Help yourself. Help yourself. Help yourself. A lot is going on, but we're not not smart enough to track them. Do you know that each of the things that the Lord communicates to us here is actually graces? Grace is in form of the palace of knowledge. Graces, eh? Is it what? They are in form of what? Palace of knowledge. So when you say I have grace, it's not just some spiritual thing like that. No. It comes to you in form of knowledge. Palace of knowledge. Like gravel. You know stone gravels, right? Uh-huh. That's how you receive it. For every energy captured in grace is hooked up to an, 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 a knowledge of something in the spirit. You are taught um, the Quenengia say, Mary, you are full of grace. The Lord is with you. It's just like that. No. That woman was a very serious woman. 
The Bible says the law came through Moses. But grace and truth, which is the word of God, came through our Lord Jesus Christ. Give me the grace to follow. Now he's giving you grace to follow. You're not gathering the graces. Let me tell you something. The devil will fight, fight us here terribly. What he will do is to make sure that whatever is being transmitted here does not make sense to you. You don't know the amount of amount of energy we are producing each time we gather here every Saturday. You don't know. He may not stop you from coming or make sure that whatever is communicated here does not make sense to you. And this is what he doesn't he doesn't want this type of thing to happen in the church. He has made the church to over you know um, emphasize prayer activity activism to the detriment of teaching that brings knowledge. Because in the final, in the final run, you, your, the knowledge of God you have is the quality of God you have in your heart. The knowledge of God that you have determines the quality of God's presence you have in your life. So I want to beg you again in the name of God. So we don't waste our energy. Waste our time. To just keep coming and listening. You have to prayerfully engage this program. If you are coming, you need to pray about it. And say, Lord, as I'm going, let my spirit be open. Any force contained with my life to make me not to capture what is being given here, oh Lord, take it away. And when you come, you put up all, you know, um, agility to pick up everything that is coming to you. You are writing them. As you go back home, this evening, what are you doing? After supper, maybe after your prayers, as you're going to bed, you just kind of note and just go through it. Go through it again. Articulate it, articulate it, articulate it. That's how you grow. You will be shocked when the Holy Spirit sees that you are so much, you know, interested. He will even come in your sleep, in your dreams, and start exposing things for you. Yes. I tell you. Sometimes when I read my scriptures and I make, do a lot of studies and I stumble on certain things that, you know, that turns me, that, that puts me on fire, I pray with them and I'm going to bed and meditate with them and I go to sleep. In my dream world, they open it up deep. That's the inheritance, that's the treasure. That it makes you have weight in the spirit. When they throw sickness at you, it doesn't matter. When they throw poison at you, they can't shake you. When they want to shut you down, you are too heavy, you are too loaded. We want palace of grace wrapped up in the knowledge of God's word you are receiving in your heart. This is when you know the truth. The truth will make you free because it will make you too heavy to be pushed around by things that shake this up in the spirit. I wish we will catch this understanding I'm giving to you now. I wish you just know this. And be angry with yourself that you cannot pick one or two, three points. It's not, it's not an information. It's both an information and information. What you come to know in this place, you become that thing. You become that thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we together here? 
You know, don't allow the weakness to eat you up. No! You have a dynamic spirit with you. Be angry with yourself that things are not, you're not getting things the way you should, you should get things. Don't say it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. It matters. Don't allow things to accumulate on at a point. The devil will take advantage of the time given to you that you wasted and then hiss you so badly. Jesus say, Blessed are your ears for they hear what they hear. Wow. Can you imagine that when you, when you hear God's word, it can impart blessing upon you already. It renders you, it renders you blessed. Blessed are your eyes for they see what they see. So resolve your heart. Resolve your heart. That every point you pick here, you will go back home with it. That's the hand of God in your hand. Watch every individual that have grown mightily in God, you will see them. They will tell you the story of the place of the word of God in their heart. All of them. The same. The same. Study it. If you like, set, set an examination. Go through it. When they say the office of the Christ, you should know what is the constituent of the office of the Christ. When they say the nature of Christ, you can tell how you are a partaker of the nature of Christ. You know the Bible quotations. When they talk about the life of Christ, what is the consequence of having the life of Christ? You know. This is how you can educate the devil. See the devil down and say, this is who I am. And you start talking to him. This is what makes his power to deplete around you. Very important. Very important. Very important. Because it will be a waste of resources, waste of time. We come, spend two, three hours here, and the Holy Spirit will be faithful to pour out things on us. Give us things that you can't just get, get out there. We labor in the world for hours for some of these truths to reveal to us. And when they come, what you don't treasure cannot bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You get what I said? What you don't treasure will never bless you. So let me just give room for the one person that you know was here last Saturday to just say a word with regards to what you have to trust, what you have kept as a treasure in your heart. Go ahead. Can just lift your voice so that others can. Okay, last part of the That's why David said that uh, help us to remember our days that we might acquire our hearts 
These are very uh, crucial aspects of our lives as Christians that you must master. Okay? You should know it and master it. We are still talking about what the Spirit is doing in us now. 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 Say the Holy Spirit is with me. Say it again. And it's at work in me. Right now. I acknowledge it. I know it. And I thank God for it. In Jesus' name. I wish you would learn to say this prayer throughout the week, every day, every day. <laughs> I wish you would learn to say it like this. The Holy Spirit is with me. I know it. I acknowledge it. And I thank God for it. Then you can start adding your own based on the knowledge of what God is bringing to you. Holy Spirit, help me to dominate my time. Help me to use my time well to please God. Your greatest sacrifice is not your money. It's your time. It's the currency of eternity. This time that I have to you now is the greatest sacrifice. I tell you. Don't allow regular, you know, church activity to blind you from this truth. Your time is very crucial. It's a hard currency in the spirit. That's why the devil attacks it. Will keep you busy with useless things. Even David himself, you know, because he's a man who was able to discern the things of the spirit. That's why he said, Oh Lord. Teach me to number my days. That I may gain the wisdom of the heart. When you lose control over your time, you will necessarily lose the capacity to engage the wisdom of God in the affairs of life. So wisdom of God and money your time go together. The foolish will always waste their time with stupid things. But the wise in God will engage their time. Time and wisdom go together. I'm going to explain a little bit more again on the wisdom of God today. So that you understand. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit too is responsible for the corporate life of the church which is to sanctify the church 
to cleanse the church, to sanctify the church, and present the church. Without spots, without wrinkle. You have to cooperate with him. Without what? Spots. And what? We've talked about spots and wrinkles, saying that spots talk about sin. And wrinkle has to do with aging, decadence, depreciation. Is there an E? Okay. So that's the corporate responsibility of the Holy Spirit that He's doing right now in the church. Say the Holy Spirit that work in me. Say it again. You're not writing, eh? You're not writing. <laughs> Part of your faith content when you say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of sins, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body. That's what it's captured. Not when you die. On the, no, no, it starts now. It starts now. It starts now. That's what Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. If the Spirit of the one that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you while you are still alive. He now says that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will vitalize your mortal body to start quickening it, start shaking it, start pumping new life into it. They will die that will help you to be able to subdue the forces coming from the outside trying to degenerate and break down the body system and your mental system, your emotional system and reduce it to trash. So every day you wake up and say, Holy Spirit, continue your work in my life. I know what you are doing. That's why it's called a dynamic spirit. Oh, when will the church wake up to this spirit? Enough of this harassment and enough of this tear and wear going on. Enough of it. So he wants to shut down the installations of sin in your life. Those things that have remained in your life as if you cannot break away from them. The Holy Spirit is every day is working your life to make sure He deals with that. Every stronger of sin, anger, wickedness, lust, envy, unforgiveness, materialism, the Holy Spirit wants to cut it off. He wants to destroy it. Because anything that takes hold of your soul Give the devil some legal ground to control your life. And you cannot serve two masters. If you have professed Jesus, he will make sure he deals with this. 
So that you can come to a point in your life when you can say, yes, sin has no dominion over me. You can't do it on your own because you lack the capacity. Don't take it for granted. Take it very seriously. Don't mind the world. Don't mind what the world is telling you. Don't mind, hey, they tell you, don't you know, how can it be in this world? It's not possible. Yes, humanly, it is not what? Possible. But with the Holy Spirit, it's what? Possible. Because Himself is the Holy Spirit. When He comes, He rubs on you His holiness. That separates you from the yoke of sin. He's the only one who can kill the appetite to, to that sin that draws you away from God all the time. He will shrink it. But you have to cry to him. You have to submit to his lordship. Are you catching it now? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say the Holy Spirit is at work in me. He is taking me somewhere. So you have to be aware of this now. This time you say, come Holy Spirit and fill the house of the faithful. This Two points that should ring in your mind. Because what it comes, what it comes to do? Enkindle in us the fire of love. That fire is the fire that chokes the strongest of sin and ignites what? The vitalizing energy. Of Romans chapter 8, verse what? Shout a big amen. Amen. So when somebody is quoting Bible and say Romans chapter 8 verse 11, you will start teaching the person. Right? That's yeah, what it's supposed to be. Sometimes you can just be watching one, one uh, maybe watching television and somebody is preaching there and he's quoting it and he's saying something that is not in Congress, what, what are doing now? He say, no, this man doesn't understand his Bible quotation. You can say no. Because you have been taught by the Holy Spirit on what he's doing. The Holy Spirit is at work in me. I have become the project of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Can you imagine that? That the Supreme Holy Spirit, you are His project. He is working something out of your life. How can you be a failure? How can you be a victim? How can you be, be, be subdued again? When He has taken you as a project. Say, so I'm the project of the Holy Spirit. I'm the he is working in me to present me. Say it again. He is working in me to present me before the Father. Gloriously. As a victor. As a winner. Shout to the man. So can you understand this? You know, it becomes easy for you to yield yourself. I'm not every time you are grudging. Ah, I don't understand myself. This church self, I'm tired. My life, I don't understand my life. My life is going zigzag. You are only listening to the voice of Satan and what he's doing. That's why Satan is attacking you here because he knows that the Holy Spirit has interest in you. I must be presented without spots. I must be presented without wrinkles in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hmm. Each time you notice that maybe you have sold yourself and you notice that still the wrinkles are holding you down. You will scream for your spirit. Holy Spirit, please don't fail your assignment in my life. Accomplish God's command in my life. You tell him. 
and giving me the fire, the fire, the fire. You have to say it out. You have to cry out to him. It's a daily battle, no? It's a daily battle. You have to keep prophetically battling it out of you every day. Wrinkles are at work every day in men's life. Aging, aging, deterioration, decomposition. You don't see it. But anything the captain of this realm is giving a condition to start deteriorating. Why? He permits your finances and make you use your money ruthlessly. You will see yourself this year. Roughly 20 million has passed through you. And you sit down and say, What? You mean 20 million? And then you try to articulate. What and what have I used this money for? Nothing serious. The worst is that it really make your mind feel that this year was bad. It will make you forget all the good things that came little by little. And so you will not, you will not give a summary and say, well, this year wasn't so good. But 20, 30, 40 million passed through you. Is it because income in bulk? This spirit is responsible. It's called a spirit of waste. That's why, too, when this spirit begins to be at work in your life, seriously, it checkmates everything that passes through you. You will get a wisdom to trap everything and then make sure you use them anywhere your money will go to. You must vet it. Why should I spend this money here? You must give yourself five strong reasons why you must put this money here. If it doesn't meet the five reasons, you drop it. Then heaven will say, this one can be trusted. Not anything that comes. Keraram, <laughs> it's gone. Anything that hits your hand, just give it two weeks. It's gone. You are looking for it. That's the corporate word, responsibility of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that must be achieved in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Even in your hearing now, you are being implicated by it already. Now that you have heard it now, it is activated. You are implicated. So the Holy Spirit is going to enforce more of His power over your life to shock you, to bring you to this realm. He will do everything to stop you from sin. He will do everything to make sure that this wrinkle comes and end your life. And the earlier you allow him to achieve that in your life, the better. Because your first 10, 15, 20, 30 years, he should have, uh, you know, accomplished this in your time. So as the remaining part of your life will be so glorious. Eh? Can you imagine that? You are flowing in the wings of the Spirit. Everything you are doing is directed by the Spirit. He, his jealousy is invested in you because he will put a seal on you and say, this one is a finished product. Then he will anoint you. Then you will become a burning flame. Physically, you will not burn, eh? but spiritually. Anything that comes around, you will feel the energy of the processing of the Holy Ghost in your life. 
So all these uh, prayers, every uh, devil that is taking my name to a shrine, Holy Ghost fire will become. Uh, yeah, you should take your name. Amen. Amen. Because he has placed his mark on you. Any place they call your name, he will show up and judge them without your knowing it. That's why when you grow in God so much, you don't even talk about attack again. But those who are attacking you will come and say, look at what happened when they did this to you. You are not even aware. You are past the realms where you can start picking the attacking you. Because you have allowed the Lordship of the Holy Spirit to be established firmly in your heart. We are not joking. Amen. Amen. Because we know who we, who we are. We know where we are coming from. And we know where we are heading to. Say the Holy Spirit is upon my life. The way you are saying it, you are just reciting it. Eh? I want you to speak to your words. Say it again. What is he doing? <laughs> Eh? Let me clean this thing because so far. Eh? What is he doing? What is he doing? Eh? Okay. Some are reading from the notebook. But is it too high for us to conceptualize? Hmm. Don't read from the notebook again. Make it your just. Digest it in your own language, okay? Digest it in your own language and then turn it to prayer. You're not asking him to do it. You're saying, Holy Spirit, I yield myself to the work you're doing now. Every day. You are driving to office. Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. Finish off what you are doing in my life. Furnish me what it takes for me to completely give you all that you need. Take me to the realms of spotlessness. Hey, vitalize my bones, vitalize my body, vitalize my organs, give it that new life. Inoculate me with a life of heaven. Hi, how can he vitalize your body that he will not vitalize your life? If this body that is the antenna that runs your physical life, amen. Once this antenna is activated. Every other thing takes. Every other thing receives its own impartation. Look at when Jesus was vitalized, even while he was in his ministry, his clothes too was what vitalized. Somebody touched the hem of his garment and got healed. Can you imagine that? Because they connected him to water. He did not even talk to water. The water turned towards wine. Likewise too. Forget your career. Forget your family. Say, Lord, vitalize me. If he vitalizes you, everything connected to you receives the same impartation. Oh. Hmm. It is baby Christians who say, oh Lord, he says, we are traveling now. We ask you to bless the driver, bless the tire, bless the engine, be before us, be behind us. We are asking you to bless the tire. <laughs> so, if you dare go, come and drive us on our journey. God should come and be the driver. 
Then when drama leaves the story now, eh? And stands up where the car is moving, you will answer the prayer will change. Jesus, Jesus. But you told God to come and be the driver. You will come and sit there now. You will not see him physically. Will you have that kind of faith? Maybe if I was a driver one day I would just be there driving. When somebody prayed that kind of prayer, I would just stand up and say, God is sitting there now. Are you following? Are you following? Are you following? Eh? Praise the Lord. Are you catching up this truth here? Very important. Very important. You must catch this. You must understand it this way. Every blessing must pass through you. Into your world. You are here. This is your world. Your house. Your car. Your family. Your money. Your career. Your connection, friends, everything are all captured in your eon. Right? Okay? You are here. When this is vitalized, it transmits to all these places. Just like we know that in the world there is what? Darkness. And so because the devil has come out here with darkness, it networks people in the world with thicker what? Darkness. Say, Holy Spirit, vitalize me. Holy Spirit, vitalize me. Vitalize my spirit, my body, my soul. Vitalize my spirit, my body, my soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. You may not feel it when you say it, eh? You may not see it, but keep saying it. Keep asking the Holy Spirit, vitalize me. When you are depressed, notice that you are losing your peace. Holy Spirit, vitalize me because depression is a sign that your soul has been invaded. The energy of death and destruction is crippling to your soul and is bringing what it has. Depression is the sign of darkness. In the name of Jesus, I shut the door of the depression in my life. Holy Spirit, vitalize my soul. Vitalize my spirit. Vitalize my heart with peace and happiness. That's how you enjoy the sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You shall be vitalized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And do you know there's a, there's a level you allow yourself to be so vitalized that you become a vitalizer itself. <laughs> you start vitalizing anything around you. As you are touching your car, your car receives a vitalization. That same fire flows into it. You can bless people's lives. But you have to first of all vitalize yourself before you can be what? A vitalizer. That's what God wants to do. Look at Moses. Allowed himself to be vitalized and God told him to raise what? 70 men. And he vitalized them with the spirit of prophecy. What did Paul tell Timothy? He said, stir up the gift of God. That you will see when hands were laid on you. When Paul laid his hand on, on Timothy, he vitalized Timothy. When Timothy began to have access to power, to love, and sound, sound mind. That's the corporate responsibility of the Holy Spirit he wants to achieve in all the body of Christ. He knows that once he vitalizes you, your business will pick up. 
He knows that if you have vitalized, your health will stream, you know, streamline. You don't have to ask him to come and fight for your finances. Once you have vitalized your finances, you do what also? Streamlines. If you enter inside the pit, he won't pull you out of the pit, but he will vitalize inside the pit and he will come out. Then it has what? Individual responsibility. Where he will now start speaking to you on the peculiarity of your person. Where he will start training you with the word of God. So he can gain the wisdom of God. So that's where personal responsibility, as we say, in studying the word of God comes. Amen. Amen. So that's why you see he, he will put in your heart the burden to read the word of God, the burden to pray, the burden to do good. You see, he'll be training you based on your distance, on your on your person. What he will teach me will be different from what he will teach you. You have a personal work with him. But all of them are captured within the ambience of what? Spotlessness and what? Without wrinkles. Yes. And what is going to count in the presence of God at the end of your life is to what degree have the Holy Spirit done things in your life? And how do you manifest it in this world? Until the Holy Spirit accomplishes this dimension in your life, whatever you are going to be doing in this life will not amount to anything as such. Your Christian life will be useless without the testimony of these two. The quality of your Christian life is determined by what? By what the Holy Spirit has done with regards to the spots in your life and the wrinkles in your life. Look at the things. Check them very well. It's, bo- it's, 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 it's measured on these two things here. In heaven, to the degree to which you allow yourself to be, you know, processed by the Holy Spirit in these two areas will determine the, the quality of your brightness before the angels. He says, You are the light of the world. He said, No one lights a lantern and pulls it under a bushel. He pulls it to the lampstand that it may what? Shine. That is you. God wants to hang you somewhere so you can shine that men may see you here first before you come to heaven and glorify God on account of the amount of glory manifested in your life on this spot. Thank you Jesus. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? So that's why Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12 He who follows me shall not walk in what? Darkness But shall possess Say possess Possess. Say possess Possess. That means to have Shall possess the light of life When you believed in God And were baptized You were ushered into the family of God So the Bible now says you are no longer uh, sojourners or strangers 
but we are members of the household of God. And now because we are members of the household of God, we have a new name in Christ. The Holy Spirit now comes in to establish his fellowship with us. To be able to accomplish this dimension of presenting us without spots, without wrinkles. On account of doing this, the quality to which we will respond to this will determine the brightness of the light of life that we hold in our hands. You will be in possession of something supernaturally, spiritually. And it says that because you have that light, you will not walk in decadence. You won't walk in the corruption that is eaten of the world. You won't walk in the dominion of sin. And so when you walk above this dimension too, even death will scare you. Paul now says, death, where is your power? Thanks be to God who has given us the victory. Paul was testifying of what? The light of life. Any battle hitting your life right now, dear child of God, is come to test the victory God has given to you. Are we following? Are we following? Are we together? Say thank you, Jesus. You need the light of life. I have refused to be an ignorant Christian in my life. I have refused. Many don't want to walk in the light of that dimension. But me, I have made up my mind many years ago. I refuse to walk in ignorance. Because the Bible is so clear about revealing to us things that will expose us to the dynamics of life. If you don't contend with the energy that is working against you with the light of life, you will definitely suffer brutalities at different levels. Things you are praying about today that you see as challenges are actually better by the negative energies that are invisible, choking you. That energy is trying to produce two things in your life, to subdue you, to bring you to sin all the time, and eventually eat you up by what? By decadence. So all the witchcraft powers, all the marine powers, all the occultic powers, charms, and all the wickedness in this world are powered by that, that energy. The question now is, how did that dark energy come about? Okay, open your Bible to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Thank you, precious Jesus. Everybody read your Bible. Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 19. Are we there? It says, for, okay, let me read from verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time 
are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Verse 19 now. For the creation awaits with eager longing for the revelation of the sons of God. Okay? That means creation, the entire creation, whatever is captured in this world creation, is longing. There's a longing in the heart of every creature. The trees, the plants, the animals, both animate and inanimate objects, there's a longing going on inside of them. Let's continue. Verse 20. For the creation was subjected to futility. Did you hear that? What happened? For what? Oh, you're not reading your Bible. You're not reading your Bible. Hello. Hi. Are we following? Yes, what did the Bible say? Okay, some some say vanity, right? To vanity. We have explained these things before, right? Uh-huh. We have explained fertility before, aimlessness, uselessness, to be useless, lack of value, vanity, materialism, see material things as a standard, okay? And I also talk about the word carnality, which is concupiscence, desiring forbidden things. Okay, are we together here? Yes, now it says creation was what? Subjected. Not that it's going to be subjected. It has been subjected already. But yes. to what? To uselessness. To frust- okay, some, some translations say frustration. <laughs> frustration. Okay? That creation. So everything you see in this life, physical, spiritual, animate, inanimate objects, is suffering what? A subjection. Something is subjecting it to uselessness, to frustration. That means that if that frustration is lifted, what happens? It's like life will now produce and you are going to see a better world even with what you have now. You're not following me at all. It's the revelation of the Spirit. So what you are dying for now (laughs) is a frustrated reality. Can the Bible lie to us? Who is writing this? Paul. The man that had the highest revelation. So the trees that you are seeing them right now, everything in creature, you are seeing right now, even with the beauty it carries, is what? A frustrated dimension. Some people are not, they are just here. Some are just here. Eh? You know, if you catch it, my spirit will tell, my spirit will tell me. <laughs> eh? Some are just here still. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you are looking what, what are you looking for? Eh, yeah, not all. <laughs> I know those are captivated. <laughs> uh, no, from their mind, it's like 
They just switch off. They are, they are looking at you, but they are, they are switched off. <laughs> so, have you, have you seen it now? That is a, there is a frustration going on in creatures. You are expecting your farm produce to produce bumper harvest, but it's a frustration. You are waiting for this business to click. It's a frustration. You are traveling from, from here down to the east. Something is frustrating your journey. You have a flat tire. Some accident. There are forces contending, frustrating everything in this realm. Oh, I wish you could understand this. You are building your house. It's a frustration. There's something frustrating it. And even when you have used all the standards, it starts depreciating. If that depreciation is, a, is an act of cry. It's a cry of pain. Even both in animate and inanimate world objects. Are you following? I hope you'll be able to explain this to somebody. Hmm? Because the best way to know you have, you have something is to be able to relate to another person again. Explain this to the person. That means you have gained it. So as you are learning now, begin to learn so that when you see some friends, you can share with them. As you are sharing with them, you are provoking the anointing of that word to have crystals over our life. Say there is a frustration. So come on, talk about the government of darkness. It's part of it. He has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So you can tell Jesus, you know, we're able to design him. That energy. The darkness that covers the earth. And take darkness in the peoples. The world we are seeing as we are due today is a frustrated version of the real world. So why are you dying for the frustrated version when we have a better version? So you can see the reason why the Holy Spirit is working every day to be able to take away the hold of sin over your life and bring you out of this wrinkle. The wrinkle dimension and the aging dimension is as a result of what? The frustration, the subtlest frustration going on in the world system. Uh, that which is fighting me is true. But that which is stopping the economy of holding the energy that is already at work. This frustration is so bad that even makes you con- that, that frustration has the ability to, to conform you to live a life that, you, that is not designed for you. You are born into frustration. The first expression of a child when he's born is what? Cry. The child picks the signal of frustration and cries. You think it's just to open the lungs? There are some children who were born who never cried. They are still alive. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. So they must cry because if they don't cry, the lungs will not open. Say I'm gaining wisdom. I'm gaining wisdom. Say I'm not the same again. I'm not the same again. Yes. So when you are praying against forces. Don't just be thinking of witchcraft somewhere. Don't think of uh, maybe one wicked man or woman. Be thinking of the global energy of frustration that is holding the world spellbound. 
That's why Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Meaning that this frustration, you not walk in it. You have capacity to subdue the frustration and still make things happen in your life. On account of a new system he gives you. God what? The light of life. The only antidote to this frustration is the light of life. Can you see the light of life? Can you see it? No. It's invisible. Can you see the frustration? No. It's invisible. But can you feel the effect? Yes. Good. Likewise, so when you begin to engage the light of life, you will feel the effect. You will see the effect in your life. Fight the good fight of faith with the light of life. In John chapter 8, verse 12. <laughs> Barrenness is caused by this fr- frustration. Limitations are being orchestrated by this frustration. Hardship is being orchestrated by this frustration. Not because you have done anything. So say, Father, you can, I don't know what I've done. Why are they doing this to me? Why is my life like this? You are not alone. But some people are more, more, people are more opportune than myself. Eh? Are you sure? Because they have more money. And they have more cars. You in your own mind, you now think that that is a better life than your own. <laughs> They are good things, so, right? They are good. But, is there a measure? Is it thinking? Yes, yes. Are you digesting it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Articulate it. Teach to your children. If they grow up with this understanding and you train them on how to learn to engage the light of life in their life daily and they grow with it for 10-15 years, you'll be shocked the result they'll get. You can imagine ourselves now. How many have we lived and been in church and this, this understanding has been completely taken away. We don't have it. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say so I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be depressed. Say so I refuse to be sorrowful. I refuse to be sorrowful. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So I have the peace of Christ in my heart. I have the peace of Christ. I refuse to be subjected. I refuse to be subjected. To futility. To futility. To vanity. To vanity. To carnality. To carnality. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I know, we're going there. <laughs> I know. Because if you don't understand 20, 21 will still be confusing. So let's go down a little bit. Okay, so I take that 20 again. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly. But because of him who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free. So you see, 
this creation needs to be set free by somebody. Eh? Be set free from where? From its bondage to corruption. So under word for this is what? Bondage. To what? So the land is in bondage to corruption. The trees are in bondage to corruption. The animals are bondage to corruption. Before then, the animals are not meant to kill anybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is this bondage that went and went and altered the system. And then animals became wild. But as the case may be, some animals were able to enjoy some liberty when the corruption was at work. And they were spared. If you check well, the animals that, that Noah brought into the ark were animals that were not subject to corruption. That's the topic for another day. He was also designed the ones who are not part of the rebellion. The rebellion. That hid the earth. Because what brought about the bondage of corruption is the rebellion that hid the earth. Have you had a dog before? One day, all of a sudden, the dog faced you. <laughs> the dog faced you. You're the owner. And started threatening your life. Some will have cats. They have stayed with the cat for 10 years. All of a sudden, one day, the cat starts pushing everyone in the house. So there's a bondage of corruption going on that is bringing about all these things we are seeing that is affecting our lives negatively every day. And now, the Bible is saying that even creation is not waiting for God. The plants, the ground, the earth, the, the animals, everything in nature, they're not waiting for God. They're waiting for who? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What do you say? Let's read it again. For creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain what? The freedom of the glory of the children of God. Shout a big hallelujah. hallelujah. What do we say here? That the Holy Spirit wants to bring us so he wants to cleanse the church and sanctify the church to the washing of the water by the word of God to, to, what? to present us what? glorious. Until the glory comes, you cannot alter the corruption at work right now. So that's why you see the Holy Spirit, he's working everything to make sure he deals with these things. And once you begin to now experience your life day by day, the, the intake of the glory of God manifesting in you, then the bondage of corruption at work on earth here, bringing frustration into various areas of your life, will start losing their grips on their own. Yes, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Conceptualization of the frustration that is operating now. Mm-hmm. Are you saying some frustration in 
in terms of crime. Trial. God in the Bible, if you go to the scriptures properly, there's not a place God subjects you to trials. What about Job? <laughs> God did the Job very well. Was it God who said, I'm going to test my son and Job? No. To the devil. He hey, that he permitted it doesn't mean that he's the one who created it. Now, let me just give you a, a, a example now. Like, we have a son right now, okay? Your son will be five years. And then, a boy of two years starts threatening him by, uh, by the neighborhood. Each time he goes out, that, uh, that boy who is two and a half years, who so threaten your son at five years. I said, Daddy, this boy is threatening my life. Every time he says he will kill me, he will deal with me. He will deal. And then he said, Excuse me, who is that person? He calls his name. He said, Ah, you mean Junior? Two and a half years, what will you do? Will you praise your son? Or what will you do? To do what? What God that he permitted doesn't mean that he said okay, like, but what God is saying is that I know my servant Job, you can't conquer him. I know the investment I made in his life. And God's way came to pass, even though those things happened to Job. But Job, outside his experience of losing everything, there was something Job knew about God, which he professed when he said, I know my Redeemer lives. It's a package of the things of the Spirit that only Job and God knows that. Ah. If you don't have that kind of connection, you'll be a, you'll be a victim of the bondage of corruption. You see, I'm taking you high to understand certain things that no man religiously will not explain to you. And you see, Christians, even some who are saying, okay, I'm suffering this for the sake of God. God is testing me. You will see, see them. They are looking for opportunities to come out of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it's God's test, stay there. Enjoy it. And prove to God that you are faithful. Have I mean? <laughs> so that's why we must learn to understand this. Even that same Job, let's look at his, uh, his works. Job chapter 29 from verse 1. He will see where Job is talking about dominating this realm confidently in his own time. Can we read it? Who is there? Job chapter 29. Job chapter 29. Verse 1. Lift your voice, please. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, all that I wear as a month past, mm-hmm. and in the days when God preserved me. Stop. Do you hear that? Yes. That's point number one. He said, I wish I was the month past when God preserved me. How? Go ahead. When his candle shined upon my head. What's the candle of the Lord? The word of God, the light of God, the word of God. He was telling us specifically there was a candle upon his head. 
And that's what Christ called what? The light of life. And go ahead. When his candle shine upon my head, yeah. and when by his light I walk through darkness. Bagam. <laughs> by his light I walked through darkness. What is he saying? I walked through what? Futility. I walked through vanity. I walked through frustration. I walked through the bondage to corruption. So he walked in it. Now, if you continue reading, you can see at a point, Job got used to this environment that he was no longer working effectively in that light. Then fear started having access to him. He said, that's why at the point, he now says, what I said most has befallen me. Why should you fear most when God has given you what keeps you above darkness? That's why the devil now went and started poking. Because he had succeeded in making his heart to be afraid. Then the devil now showed up. And God knew that the devil was coming because he had succeeded in making the job to start being afraid. So his confidence in God was dropping. That's why he said, what I feared most has befallen me. The devil succeeded in bringing fear into his heart. Once he saw fear, the devil showed up. And God knew the, that Job was coming because fear was coming. And God started saying, no matter who, what is happening, I know myself and Job. And the devil says, no, because of this, allow me. So now he has invested fear. He has taken permission to go and find out whether this man can withstand it. And he came. And so he got the permission because Job feared. When Jesus rose from the dead, how many times did you tell his disciples, say what? Do not be afraid. Second time, do not be afraid. Third time, do not be afraid. Fear is the doorway to satanic invasion. And fear is the spirit. Now, having walked through darkness by the light of God, why should he even fear again? Comfortability is the surest means to corruption. The tendency for man to keep God in their prosperity is high. That's why one has to be very careful with vanity, materialism. If you're not careful, it can tamper the, the mood of your heart and allow you to start having confidence in what you have instead of God. And that's the little, when that happens, you have opened the door for fear to come in. So the devil will threaten the things in the physical before you become afraid. And that makes him see that your confidence is more now in the material things as above where God. There could be interaction. Eh? There could be interaction back to God because those physical things are expected. Yes. Okay. If you if you if you are able to understand yourself and you now get back to God immediately and don't put your confidence in material things, you shut the door. Fear is the door. Fear is the door. The man sinned, the first man, when he, sang, when he sinned, what, what was the first thing that came to him? Fear. This system here, oppressed by four principles, or three, four, yeah, four principles. Number one is what? Fear. Write it all. Number two is what? Doubt. Number three. Number four. 
fear, doubt, unbelief, ignorance. They will engage you. This frustration, this bondage to corruption will grip you, will try to press you with fear, with doubting God's capacity on life, with unbelief. That means you are no longer so much confident in the supernatural. You see, ignorance, you don't know the truth of God. He tries as much as possible, cut you away from the spiritual enlightenment. So you'll be trapped in the physical knowledge of life. You judge everything based on physical knowledge. They, they come anyhow. Anyone he, when he saw, when he senses you very well and say, okay, the best thing to use for against this man is not your unbelief, it's ignorance. He will go and make sure that your work with God and your understanding of God is depleted. So you attack your faith, knowledge, you attack your study of the word of God, and then you become very canal. <laughs> then with that you can enter and install the fullness of the bondage of corruption. You can start shutting down either your health or your finances or start creating things, something that will start eating you up. All this work with a high intelligence. It's called demonic intelligence. <laughs> so when fear is coming to your heart, know it. They are trying to pressure you. And fear makes you lose confidence in God. You just start saying, mm, mm, I know I know my God will do it too, but but <laughs> you see. They can press you into doubt. You start questioning everything. I've trusted God all these years, nothing has happened. This church says I'm tired. You come to church, they think the church doesn't make sense to you. You start you know, getting offended by everything. You come, the choir is singing, you're angry with the choir. The priest is there teaching the word of God, you're angry and say, ah, time is going. You see, unbelief is at work already. You have no confidence in the things of God any longer. Maybe that day they are, they, maybe they are trying to raise some funds for something. You say, look at them, every time in church they are begging for money. Unbelief works with so much of offense. You get offended by everything going on. When you are praying, you say they are praying too much. This prayer, we've been praying for years, hasn't it happened? <laughs> That's unbelief. Then your quest to know God, your quest to gain knowledge, your quest to work with the Holy Spirit dries up. Become very canal. Say, by the way, Steph, it's not God who gave us science. Why must I keep myself tracking what I can't see with my eyes? <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's work, the work of the bondage to corruption. Is a, a, a force, it's an energy holding the expert bound. I was doing some study today and I realized that oh God has blessed this world eh? God has blessed this world our different colors are not meant to are not actually a result of inferiority that our black does not make us inferior that our white does not make you uh, superior see the Africans, the Americans, the Asians the Middle East 
were all gifted in different dimensions. Just like in Nigeria, the houses are blessed in their own way, the Yorubas are blessed in their own way, the Igbos are blessed. We're talking about business in this Nigeria today. It's which wing? Igbos. Politics. The North. <laughs> Talk of education is where? You see. So it's a gift God has shared out already. No one can claim superiority over the other. That's the lesson from that day. <laughs> but the devil will come and frustrate the giftedness to make life difficult. To make life difficult. So Job says, by light I walk through darkness. When did this bondage to corruption, when was it enacted? Was it there from the beginning? No. There was a time that this was introduced. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Okay, Genesis chapter 3. Let's take from verse 17. Genesis chapter 3. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Because Adam ate the forbidden, truth, the forbidden uh, fruit. He opened a, a vista of an energy that invaded the earth system that held the earth spellbound. It was not God's decree that held the earth spellbound. He only decreed what is the consequence of their choice. Are we together here? Do you get that? So God only passed the content of their choice. When they made that choice, he told them, the day you eat of this, you shall surely die. Let's look at Isaiah, finally. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5. Because Isaiah made reference to this. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everything you have done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
NIV here. Bible translation NIV. Okay, read read the the version you're having there. Isaiah. Isaiah twenty four five to six. Isaiah twenty four. Isaiah twenty four five mm-hmm. five. The land lies polluted by its inhabitants. The land lies polluted by what? Its inhabitants. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. For they have transgressed the laws, violated the ordinances, and broken the everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Verse 6. Therefore, a cause consumes the land, mm-hmm. and its inhabitants. For their guilt. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the inhabitants of the land are bound up, and few people are left. Okay. <laughs> and that translation? Amen. The earth is the part that is faithful. Good. They have disobeyed the Lord, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, Okay. Good. So you see, the earth is consumed by what? The curse. The curse. Uh-huh. Consume the earth. That's C U R S. So there's a curse holding this earth and it's consuming the people. And the Bible says only very few are left. So those of them who are left, who are they? And one of them, I don't know about you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Those who possess the lies of life. So every day you should spend your energy to keep generating the light of life. Because this cut is still there. We are living with it. It's affecting us. It's limiting us. It's turning men into victims. It's frustrating systems. Truncating destinies. It's from the bank of this frustration that all the forces of evil, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness are taking their energy from. The only antidote, child of God, is to have the light of life. And engage it every day. And the light of life is wrapped up in the word of God. And I have taught us the preceding word. The preceding word is the light that God puts in your heart day by day. That part of the word that touches you, as it touches you, write it down. It means an energy has been given to you that will deplete the corruption, bondage that is at work in this world. Keep saying it out. Keep saying it out. Each time you say it, you release a quantum of energy that begins to deplete the pressure that comes from the bondage of corruption. That can hit you from of sickness, from of penury, from of pain, depression, negativity, limitation, frustration, 
depression and all that. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before whom shall I swim from? When my enemies come to devour my flesh, it is they that stumbled and fell in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord has blessed us. He has filled us with the light of life. He will walk above bondage of corruption. Amen. On account of the word you have heard today, your hands have been placed with the light of life. Say, I have the light of life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I walk with the light of life. My life is dependent on the light of life. I oppose the force of evil with the light of life. Because of the light of life, I refuse to walk in darkness. I refuse to walk in sickness. I refuse to walk in violence. I refuse to walk in wickedness. No weapon fashioned against me shall ever prosper. Death has no dominion over me. Bondage has no dominion over me. Bondage have no dominion over me. I refuse to walk in corruption. No more unbelief. No more fear. No more doubt. No more ignorance. I refuse to be depressed. The peace of Christ is my portion. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I walk with the light. I walk with the light. Say, I know my direction. I know where I'm coming from. I know where I'm heading to. No force will contend with me. Victory is mine. I walk in victory. I refuse to be a victim. I refuse to be oppressed. I refuse to be oppressed. I refuse to be limited. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Who has given me the victory. In Christ Jesus. I'm a burning light. I'm a light of my world. My life is in the light. I'm on the government of the Holy Spirit. I'm on the government of the Holy Spirit. I'm under the government of the Holy Spirit. I refuse to be in the wrinkle. I refuse to have spots. The Holy Spirit is at work in me. In the morning is at work. In the afternoon is at work. In the evening is at work. My life is moving higher. I feel strength coming to me. I can feel my healing inside me. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my health. The Lord is my finances. The Lord is my security. Deliverance is mine. In the name of Jesus. Sin must obey. 
We must obey. We must obey. In the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. I pass through the valleys for the shadows of death. I fear no evil. I fear no death. I fear no sickness. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is with me. I see his cloak with me. I have the light of life. In the name of Jesus, I am alive. I am fruitful. I am joyful. I have strength. In Jesus' name. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, bless your people. Let no one go back the same way. By your Spirit, minister to everyone right now. That body in your heart is lifted. Holy Spirit of God, reach out to your sons and daughters, breaking yokes, depleting the energy of the bondage to corruption. Every frustration is living. Every rope enemy has used to tie you to himself. Tormenting you. Discouraging you. Making you to lose your grips of existence every day. Holy Spirit. Mollify them. Let no one go back the same way I pray. Whatever systems in our lives, the enemy has shut down. By the bondage of corruption. To bring about futility, uselessness. Uselessness of life. Uselessness of wombs. Uselessness of career. Holy Spirit of God. Let this wrinkle end today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Life is coming to you now. Holy Spirit, minister your light. Minister your life. By your power. By your power. By your power. By your power. They are going to touch you now. They are going that breaks you, touch you now. I address each one who listens to my prayer. Each man here, each woman here, a touch from you. A touch from you. I see fire upon somebody here. I see fire keep coming right now. I see the flame coming. The light of life is come to somebody. Receive it in your spirit. Receive it in your body. Receive it in your soul. I see energy coming to you. By power. By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. I rebuke every agent of darkness. Demons and all forms of elements. Elemental forces. Contending with you. And I hear resisting the invasion of the government of God. Lose your grips, you foul spirit of devil. Lose your grips, you spirit of limitations and frustration. Lose your grips, you spirit of depression and confusion. 
Lose your grief, you spirit of doubt, fear, unbelief, and ignorance. Your administration over God's people from today ends. I bring your purpose and plans on their life to not in the name of Jesus. I speak and I ride over every sentence you have passed over God's people that from today all comes to an end. Be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Be progressive in the name of Jesus. Every yoke is broken. The Son of Man sets you free. By the knowledge of his word I have come today. He sent his word to heal them. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive healing. Bodily healing. Mental healing. Organic healing right now. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Family healing. Heal our children. Of all forms of bizarre occurrences taking place in their lives. Heal our children. Heal our families. Of the strange occurrences that tear them apart. Restore again the values of families. Connect back families again, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit of God. He sent His Word to deliver us from destruction. Father, by your word today we decree no more destruction. Every bondage of destruction ends right now. By the light of life. 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 That Christ bequeaths to you. Holy Spirit. Enkindle in us. The fire of your love. That fire. That fire. That fire. That fire of Pentecost. That fire of Pentecost. The fire of the to the church. The church is the burning flame. The church is the burning fire. That burns the energy of God. Depleting the energies of destruction. Father, no wonder the Bible says. That you have given the church the keys. That whatever they bind on earth. Shall be considered bound in heaven. May that grace come upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Anybody here under the sound of my voice. Who is in any way marked for death. Marked for strange occurrences. Things that are unpredictable. Dangerous wicked plans for the enemy. By the word you have received today, deliverance is bequeathed to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. No accidents. Amen. No violence. Amen. No wickedness will come near your tent. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When the bondage of corruption will you and we are caught up in a circumstance or situation that want to take your life. I decree by the light of life that you will find escape route miraculously in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You shall be a victim. Amen. You'll be a victor. We are engaged what the Lord has given to us. He has decreed we shall not walk in darkness. I refuse to walk in the darkness of sickness, the darkness of wickedness, the darkness that is ravaging the world. I refuse to walk in it. And I decree likewise that by virtue of the word you have heard today, by the entrance of the word that has hit your soul today, you will not walk in any darkness again. Yeah. Every other darkness that heard in the past, on account of today's administration, it is over forever in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just be praising the Lord in your heart. Appreciate the Lord. Thank you for His grace. 
Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. You are Yahweh. 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 Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.